When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Bob Brill. He's Eric Kramer. Welcome to Kramer and Brill, a fantasy football podcast, now videocast as well. And you can hear the podcast wherever you get your shows. Also, you can see the videocast on YouTube by going to my Bob Brill YouTube channel or by finding the links for all of this at KramerandBrill.com. Just go to the website. Right at the top, there's one. Uh, you just click here for the podcast, and then there's a video, and you just click on the video. It says right there to click on that. You can see the video cast. Uh, week one of the playoffs. My gosh, we're through with the regular season now. Now, if you followed our advice last week, this is what you would have seen from your fantasy players. We liked and recommended. Now, it happened to be me because Eric wasn't here last week. Had to take a week off. But it was these were my recommendations, and I'm not going to tell you about the guys that I said to sit and didn't but um ryan Tannehill, 287 yards four touchdowns no picks dak prescott 295 five touchdowns austin eckler i had to pick him because eric wasn't here and i know he loves him uh 28 <laughs> fantasy <laughs> points antonio gibson 22 fantasy points cooper cup seven for 118 a touchdown duke johnson i went high on him 117 and a touch Rashard Penny, 190 and a touch. Debo Samuel, 29 <coughs> fantasy points. A.J. Brown, 17 fantasy points. Amon Ross, eight Brown, 26 points. Schultz had 17 points at tight end, and Mark Andrews had 16 points. So the winners this week, among the quarterbacks, you had to like Justin Herbert, you had to like Josh Allen, and you had to like, as I mentioned, Ryan Tannehill. I'm going to say Aaron Rodgers. Here's a guy who had to politic to get on the field, then did, what, through four incompletions in the first half? Uh, I think he went 14 for 18 for about 138 yards, a couple touchdowns, no interceptions. The guy is golden, I mean, this time of year. And uh, I think the other guy in that very same game that I got to give some props to is Jared Goff. Uh, Been struggling at times this year, but then showed up huge in this game. And uh, himself went over 200 yards with a couple touchdowns and no interceptions. And then uh, you mentioned Dak Prescott with the five touchdowns and Davis Mills, who you've been on all year long, came up big in this game, too, and nearly won it. And uh, what, 300 yard passing yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, another rookie quarterback that's, that's quietly having a great season. And then Tom Brady, of course, the guy who's pretty much defined everything we've come to know about father time yeah. uh, shows up big. I don't even know who he's throwing the ball to. But he came out of this thing with three touchdowns and no interceptions and over 300 yards again. And uh, Bashad Perryman, of all people, had, what, six catches on the year, ends up getting five more for this game and is their third leading receiver after, what, Gronkowski and I think Mike Evans. So that's there's a couple few a few good days in there for some quarterbacks. Yeah, on, on the running back side, yeah, I had uh, Eckler, Jacobs, and Connor. <clears throat> And I, I know you, you loved us, a few other guys here too, which, which I also like. Go ahead. Well, I, you know, Rashad Penny, uh, just these last few games, really last half of the season has been coming on strong and heck went over went 190 yards. Is that right? And a touchdown. And uh, again, handing Arizona their fourth loss in five games to end the season. Duke Johnson, you mentioned earlier in Miami, 
uh, went over 100 yards and a touchdown. <clears throat> and then Alvin Kamara didn't get in the end zone, but with uh, Taysom Hill only barely sk- scratching 100 yards, himself went 146 yards, no touchdowns. But then Antonio Gibson also had a big day with going 146 uh, yards on the ground and a touchdown versus the Giants. Wide receivers that you have to always like Cooper Cup, uh, Debo Samuel, and, and Mike Evans, too. Yeah, and and you mentioned earlier, and uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. I mean, this guy went uh, eight catches, 109 yards, but every time Goff needed a guy, that was the guy. And it uh, didn't matter what down it was on, end zone, he got in the end zone uh, once. And then, uh, you know, I think he, if you look at, they didn't have a great year, obviously. They only won, what, two, three games. But he is definitely a building block, along with that offensive line, um, I think, moving forward. And then Darnell Mooney, here's a guy that's kind of struggled with consistency, has shown flashes, <clears throat> excuse me, came out of this last game with 12 catches for 126 yards, uh, even though he didn't get in the end zone. And then the guy that really I think nobody had a clue was going to go off was Juwan Jennings with the 49ers. Two huge touchdowns, one to end the regulation game with, and then, um, uh, you know, rotating Chiefs. Uh, the, the rotating Chiefs weaponry, once you get past Travis Kelsey and Hill, it's anybody's guess. But this week, it happened to be the third leg of that four by 100 meter relay team, McCole Hardman, who came up big with eight catches and 100, uh, 103 yards, I think. I've always liked him. I remember when he was a rookie and I, I thought he was going to break out at some point. And he finally is starting to show that under under Andy Reid's tutelage. Well, the losers this week, and it's really only one loser here, is the NFL. For making a scenario that if two teams tie rather than try to win, they can both make the playoffs, keeping another deserving team out of the money rounds. And I have to, I'm going to let you talk for a second, then I'm going to jump in on this whole thing. All right. Well, it, it was, you know, I was out to dinner and, and I see the Raiders are down. Uh, I'm sorry, the Chargers are down by 15 points or something. <clears throat> Around the beginning of the fourth quarter, I'm thinking this game's over only to wake up in the morning to find out it had to go into overtime. And Carlson, had he missed that 42-yarder, uh, this game would have been ended up in time. And uh, you're right. I mean, I, I think the NFL having somehow, you know, I don't think they thought of this when it started, but they created, you're right, they created a scenario where both teams, and they talked about this in the lead-up to the game, literally could make a phone call to each other and go, why don't we just get a tie? Like yeah. kneel down for the first 60 minutes and then call it a day. Or not show up. Just don't show up. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know everybody the hassle of COVID. You know, and, and the whole thing is, and it's it's obviously special to me because the Steelers were affected. And if if these two teams tied, the Steelers would have had a great storybook comeback, you know, on their own for the last several games and squeaking in if the if they tie the Steelers are out. If they don't tie the Steelers, you're in. It's just a matter of where they're going to go. Now, you know, my scenario on this thing is, has been, and I've been holding it back here a little bit by little bit, but the guys at work gave me a lot of crap about this because <clears throat> technically I wanted to make a, a $50 bet on the Steelers going all the way to the play uh, Super Bowl and winning it. And I wanted to do that before they played the Browns and um, or before they played the Ravens. And <clears throat> so you can't make a bet in sports bet in California. So that was out. And, but so they were saying, well, just give the 50 bucks to me. And I said, no, here's what, here's what I see happening. The Steelers make the playoffs 
and they start and they they make their playoff run. And what do we talk about? We talk running game at this time of year and defense. The two things the Steelers are doing absolutely wonderfully. The quarterback play is terrible. The wide receiver play isn't that great. But the thing about it is defense and running backs carry into the playoffs. And that's what usually wins to get to, to the Super Bowl. So that's what they're doing right now. So I'm thinking, okay, here's the deal. This is what's going to happen. The Steelers are going to win all the way and they're going to get to the Super Bowl. Somewhere in the middle there, Ben is probably either going to get hurt and be out a little bit or COVID and Mason Rudolph's going to take over. Mason Rudolph's going to win those couple of games. They get to the playoffs. Mason Rudolph's going to be in COVID and Ben's going to have to come over. They win and hopefully they beat Green Bay because that's the revenge game. And, and, and it's a storybook ending like no other storybook ending. Great movie, great, but whatever you want to hold it to. And I'll tell you why this is a great storybook ending because this year in the NFL is stupid. Everything in the NFL this year, whatever you think is going to happen in the NFL this year, the opposite happens. It's just crazy. So there you have it. That's my rant. The thing I feel tasty about over this scenario is that the Steelers get in because of the Raiders. Yes. <laughs> I thought about that too. I was thinking, you know, who would it be that would really, you know, make that happen? Because they're old rivals. They, they've hated each other for years, you know. Right. right. And, like maybe Madden stepped down, you know, and okay. the guy who suffered – all those years at the hands of the Steelers <laughs> makes it happen. And, and it's all because he turned down the Steelers defensive coordinator job when he was offered it many years ago and took the Raiders head coaching job. But there's another topic we're going to talk about here. And that's <clears throat> one that, that's dear to your heart. And that, of course, is the Arizona Cardinals flop. I don't get it. And, and here <clears throat> just a few weeks ago, I'm at I'm I'm back in Las Vegas because the uh, a coach in college that I played for Dick Sheridan was being inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame. Steve Kine is there, who also went to NC State, and <clears throat> as the current general manager of the Cardinals, and to help build this turnaround that they've they've encountered. But what what is with the last part of the season in the Cardinals? Not just this year, but last year too. I look back, they lost five out of the last seven to miss the playoffs last year. Now they've lost, what, either four out of the last five, I think. And yet, between seasons, they added A.J. Green, James Conner, J.J. Watt, and yet, and they've got one of the more dynamic quarterbacks. Um, What's his name? Cliff Kingsbury's done well, it seems, as a coach, and yet, here they are again, had a chance to win the division, and then slipped and fell in this last week. And uh, I, I don't get it. I, there's something there that's not allowing themselves. It's not like someone's stepping in front of them and pulling them back. They're kind of not allowing themselves to make that step up into the upper echelon of NFL teams. And I, I quite honestly don't, I don't get it. And, you know, the division they're playing in, they're, they're dominating a couple of teams. And the Rams are the main competition. And the <clears throat> wild card uh, game at SoFi on Monday night, which is kind of weird as well. Um, and I, I don't know, can they overcome the Rams this week? We're going to talk about the teams later, uh, coming up here in a little bit. But do you think that, are they toast at this point? You know, they seem to be. I can't say that they are, but they sure, they're a long way down that track where they're slip sliding this, this season away because they were dominating. 
I mean, literally dominating and to people talking about them as the best team in the league. And all of a sudden for, for a period of time, even though they were still winning, nobody was talking about it. Yeah. And maybe this is why, because they, there's something there that they don't have that sort of like, you know, <clears throat> we got you down and we're going to step on you to make you down. And if you're not down yet, we're going to throw you down in the process. And that little piece is with the Arizona Cardinals for whatever reason, seems to be missing because it's not like they don't have talent. I mean, they on both sides of the ball, they've got. And they picked up Ertz. I mean, they added talent. Uh, the guys you mentioned, plus they added Ertz uh, right. during the season. And he stepped up and been... been <clears throat> uh, and and Chandler, Chandler Jones by himself this year at times, at, and a lot of times, has been a game record. Kind of like Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Donald, in a way, but on the edge. So, okay. interesting. I don't get it, but then, like you said, they're going to have to step up come Monday and, and <clears throat> play a Rams team that themselves is probably underperformed at times, yeah, they, despite they have, their good record. Really underperformed lately, and the fact that they couldn't win on Sunday, and now they're playing a wild card <clears throat> instead of hosting a divisional game. So, Saturday is our first playoff day. Uh, a bunch of games on Saturday. Got the Raiders and Bengals. I gotta like everyone here uh, on on the Bengals uh, against the Raiders. Uh, the Raiders gave up 32 points in their in their overtime win over the Chargers. And I gotta like everybody, especially Mixon, uh, unless he's out for COVID. If he's healthy, I I gotta like Mixon. I'm with you, and and I would say the same thing about the Raiders. I mean, sure they give up a lot of points, but Carr's been playing well. Waller's back, even though he didn't put up big numbers. The fact that he is back, no, you know that he's the potential there. And now combined with Foster Moreau, they got one of the best tight end combinations in the game. You got Jacobs is running the ball great despite a rib injury. And then Zay Jones, Hunter, Renfro, and Brian Edwards make the other three. Um, and if I had to choose just one of those three, I think I'd take Hunter Renfro. That guy's special. You know, he's that, he's that guy that uh, it was like, Every team on a winning streak for years has that one slot receiver who doesn't go deep. Uh, he's just, he's there. He's that, that guy that you just, the quarterback loves to have because he, you know, he's going to find a way to be open and he's a real gamer, you know, as, as you know, and I'm trying to think of some of the other guys that uh, New England had and well, Wes Welker, right? Yeah. And, you know, I mean, uh, Don B, you know, I mean, these guys are just, they're there, they make the plays and you know, they're going to get their seven or eight catches a game, maybe 80 to hundred yards, maybe a touchdown. The end of the year, <laughs> have 90 to hundred catches. So well, I'll give a quick shout out to my man, Edgar Bennett, who was a uh, running back with the Packers first, and then played a couple of years with me as a teammate in Chicago. He's now the Raiders uh, receiver coach and been around a while and a uh, great guy. And so I, I know Hunter, Hunter has done a lot of this just because he's a very savvy, gritty player. But uh, as I understand, it was a walk-on at Clemson. And then, uh, you know, it's turned out to, so far, made his mark in this NFL. Patriots at Bills, I like both Harris and Stevenson as a tandem. And we usually don't say that when it comes to a Patriots team. But I, I, I am this time. And I think Mac Jones will be ready for his first <clears throat> They played Buffalo twice, so he should know what's coming. Uh, look for Kendrick Bourne to uh, play a big role here as well. And I'll say for the Bills, unlike New England's late season slide, Buffalo's won four in a row, dominating all of them. Uh, offense is hot with Josh Allen. Uh the Bills have even found the running game lately with Singletary. And then you've got Diggs and Gabriel Davis and Beasley that round out that receiving core 
And I, I don't see the Bills losing, especially at home. Sunday, Bucks and Eagles. Eagles at the Bucks. So why are the Eagles even here? Uh, Kenneth Gainwell is the key here. I, I said to play him last couple of weeks, and he's especially last <clears> week, <throat> very well. So uh, play him, but I wouldn't play anybody else. I don't. I don't even like the quarterback situation here. I, I would stick with Gainwell if I've if I've got him. But uh, outside of that, uh, you know, this this team is. I don't think going anywhere. <laughs> Well, and for Tampa, we all know there's really, with Fournette gone, there's no running game. Uh, Gronk and Evans is who Brady's throwing the ball to. Brady himself is a good option. And then, like I said, Perryman came out of nowhere and really hasn't had much of a season at all. But now going into the playoffs, he could be a legitimate option. Niners and Cowboys, i got to think the running backs are going to play well here. I do like Zach, and I do like Pollard both. And that means if they're working – the receivers and Dak will be working. So I like everybody on the offense here, even the tight end Schultz. And the Niners, I mean, gosh, uh, they're, uh, you know, save for a few injuries this year, they're legit. And Garoppolo, Garoppolo's got one of them. He's played last year, played great last week with uh, this thumb injury he's got with torn ligaments uh, and still played well, throwing the ball, throwing for a lot of yards, just not putting up great touchdown numbers. But Debo Samuel, I think, is delivering both not only as a receiver but as a running back. And they pointed that out a few times in the game. George Kittle, you've got to play if you've got him. And now Brandon Ayuk, I think, is developing into a legitimate guy, uh, consistency. And then Jawan Jennings, who I mentioned earlier, I mean, that guy's too good. If you've got him, play him. Steelers and Chiefs. The Steelers got killed by Casey a few weeks ago, 36 to 10. I don't see that happening again. I actually see a Pittsburgh win, but again, I would play the defense. I'd play Najee Harris and I'd play Firemouth. And I do like the Steelers special teams this week, which go with the defense. I'm, I'm not starting Ben this week. That, that, that's uh, where I'm not going to go. He just has not been fantasy worthy uh, in the last <clears throat> month, uh, actually last probably four to six weeks. But uh, I like the other guys uh, on this team. Well, you talked earlier about where just how you were willing to put your money where your mouth is regarding the Steelers and all this. Um, I think to me, with that 36 to 10 loss they had a few weeks ago uh, against the, the Chiefs, that was in Pittsburgh. Now they're playing the most, in my opinion, the complete AFC team. Now it's in Arrowhead, though, and the Steelers have been pummeled by offenses similar to Casey's this year. So for me, I'm playing Mahomes if I got him, Kelsey Hill. And then if you want to pick a Chiefs, it's crapshoot. Who's going to deliver after that? It seems to rotate every week. But uh, this past weekend, who did I say? I think it was well, McCall Hardman. And then uh, in terms of defense, as you pair them up with special teams, KC might be a defense to pick. And their special teams is pretty damn good, too. McCall Hardman's a great returner. And then you've got Harrison Butker, one of the better kickers in the NFL. You know, I think the thing about this game is uh, it's going to be dependent on the running backs for Kansas City. Steelers have had the worst rushing defense all year. Uh, matter of fact, in the game on uh, Sunday, the Ravens game, they they finally started running the ball, and they were just chewing them up. They were just chewing up the Steelers, and all of a sudden they went back to the pass. And I don't know why you would even try to pass against the Steelers. Uh, you're back to pass. You got TJ Watt. You got uh, um, Cam Hayward, and you got some really good defensive backs. But the running defense, the rush defense, is terrible. Just absolutely terrible. So, uh, by the by the way, did you happen to see Patrick Mahomes run about two or three yards past the line of scrimmage and then pass the ball? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch anything. Like I've, I, 
granted, I was never a great athlete, but in all of my years going all the way back to like <laughs> eight years old, I can never remember passing the line of scrimmage and then throwing the ball. <laughs> so I don't know if Patrick Mahomes just in the future carries the ball. Yeah. He might be this game's Patrick, leading running back. I mean, the, the Steelers have been given up big chunks of yardage all year when somebody is running with the ball and, uh, and not receiving it. But, uh, and, you know, going back to a couple of weeks ago, I know uh, I, I talked about how the storybook ending with Steelers playing their final Ben's final game in Pittsburgh. And mm-hmm. you said, well, I hope for your, your sake, all that works out. It worked out. It was great. I don't know if you right, watched the right. game or not, but it, it was probably one of the, one of the best game career ending type of games or moments in I've, I've ever seen in any sport. Are you talking about the regular season game? Yeah, the regular season Last game. Last one at Pittsburgh. Yeah, I did yeah, see that. Yeah. It was it was incredible. Uh, Monday night, you have Cardinals and the Rams. <clears throat> Connor, 146 yards last week. Kyler Murray, along with Ertz. I'm liking these guys again this week. I just don't know if they can put it all together as a team to beat the Rams, but I like the individual players here. Well, and I agree with you, but I think the Rams' Achilles heel is the 49ers. And the cards are in free fall, however. Uh, to me, with the Rams, Cop, he's a lot to produce, or Cup is. Uh, Higby had a couple of big touchdowns. And I think without that, that running game, which the Rams would prefer to have a solid running game and give hand the ball to Cam Akers or whoever's back there, I think Higby is going to continue this week to be a, a force in the red zone. Uh, Beckham's also been fine in the red zone, although he did in this past game. Um, but I think, you know, Stafford's the guy, I mean, here we are in the playoffs now, Stafford's never won a playoff game. And I think Rex Ryan was talking about it before the game. Okay. Everyone's talking about how he, he hasn't won a, a, a playoff game while in Detroit, but, but it was really because of the other players around him. Well, this past game, I think San Francisco, they didn't win because of Stafford and some of the plays he made late in that game. So this would be a great opportunity in my mind i think he's a great quarterback but he's got to step up in moments like these to start out first don't be the guy that loses the game the next step is be the reason they win the game all right well, there you have it kramer and brill fantasy football podcast now a video cast too you can hear the podcast on itunes stitcher libsyn odyssey and wherever you get your shows and now you can see the video cast on youtube by going to my bob brill youtube channel or you can find the links for all of this at kramerandbrill.com that's the easiest way for my friend and colleague, Eric Kramer, I'm Bob Brill. We'll see you next time.